Welcome to Happy Hour, a weekly careers podcast where we talk about work life from the perspective of two real people. We're your hosts. I'm Brittany Bowery. And I'm Penny Blackmore. Thank you so much for tuning in. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> I was really hoping that that was going to go somewhere a little, like, with some, like, high notes and okay. some, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Seriously, though, welcome. Yeah. Glad you're here. Glad we're in your ear holes. Glad that we're sitting in a closet with a bottle of bubbly. We've got the crema <laughs> this time. So sometimes we're not drinking alcohol because sometimes we record in the mornings, but today... It's, it's 4.30 p.m. It's 4.30 on a Monday. Time to hit the booze. It really is. I mean, yeah. let's be real. Well, um, I have some some very sad news for you, Penny. Shit. Um, I didn't tell you this before because I wanted to get your uh, honest reaction. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, there have been several people in my life who have come forward and mm-hmm. who have told me that they would appreciate it if I stopped saying perfect. <laughs> <laughs> So, who are uh, these people? If you listen to the podcast, you'll know that Penny is a big fan of saying instead of perfect, perfect. Perfect. Yeah, per, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Or like great instead of great. I don't care about um, these people. I'm sorry. I'm going to speak the way I speak. No, no, it's just for me. What? Like for me personally because what? this is I mean, I kind of understand because I think it's like it is definitely a pennyism. <laughs> That, okay. that, you know, when you just hang out with someone so much yes. that you just start saying the same things that they say? Yeah, like the way I say gosh darn now instead of <laughs> fucking. I like that I'm a lot. like, put your fucking email in this link. <laughs> but I'm like, put your gosh darn it. I'm, that's like, true. Britney's turned me into a that's better person, a real gosh basically. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. But anyway, so I'm really trying to um, focus on that. I think okay. it's important because I, I do think that it's something that I've adopted that n- is not necessarily true, you know, to... To my, oh, <laughs> Penny's face is so sad. I just find it so sad that we live in a world that people are like, I'm going to tell this stranger how to speak. Oh, it wasn't stranger. These are people like, oh, okay, in my, like, yeah, right. like people my boyfriend and my friends. Okay, fine. Yeah, all right. They're like, what's they... the deal with this poifect thing that you keep? I'm like, it's just fun to say poifect. I like f- playing with words. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I've just totally ruined the You mood. really ruined my You're day. You're so upset. Okay, what's going on with you? Um, well, I had a really fun weekend. I was telling Brittany all about it. Yeah, it sounded like a real blast. Yeah. Only thing um, would have made it better is, is if, if I Brittany were there. Was there. Okay, I had a fun weekend with you before, though, like it's the true. one before. It's Brittany true. really, uh... <laughs> we hung out for a long time. Loose. <laughs> we cut loose. We had a great time. Yeah, we were, like, uh, shimmying all over the dance floor. Oh, yeah. Breaking random men's hearts before they tried to... <laughs> smush us in the face with their faces. And oh, It was no. quite funny. Yeah, but we're um, okay. We're okay. We know oh, yeah. how to deal we're with independent those women. Kind, of, kind of things. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so, but you had a, another fun weekend. I did. That's but great. then in the week, I saw this tweet and I screenshotted Ooh. it. It's from a lady called Amy Thibodeau. Thibodeau. <laughs> Can you read that? Thibodeau. Hmm. Yeah, Thibodeau, Thibodeau maybe. Thibodeau. Anyway, she doesn't have the blue tick, so she's obviously like some random like oh, us, right. some random with an opinion. But basically she wrote this tweet that says, I should stop saying basically, by the way, I say it all the time. Um, the best career advice I've received is to replace myself. A replace yourself mindset forces you to get out of the weeds of your current role to think about opportunities that are broader. It seems obvious to me now, but when Brandon M. Chu first said it, it was a revelation. And I was like... 
What's the difference between replacing yourself and getting a promotion? Right. I guess it's it's kind of one and the same. Mm. Um, but I think people are often so worried about finding, about, like, yeah, hiring someone who's, like, just as good at their role as they are or yeah, even yeah, maybe yeah. better that mm-hmm. I think that people kind of freak out when it comes to that. But I totally agree. Fucking go for it. Replace mm. yourself. Yeah. Move up in the ladder. I thought it was interesting advice. I yeah. think especially... If you, I mean, like, I'm just interested to know, like, what the process of doing that is. She says, replace yourself mindset forces you to get out of the weeds of your current role to think Mm. about opportunities that are broader. Okay, that's really good advice because it's Mm. like, stop obsessing over whether this person from the marketing team is, like, being a good collaborator or not and start thinking about, you know, like, what's really important. Who cares if she's dragging you down? Like, what's on the the next step? Look forward instead of hmm. around, I guess. Yeah. I think that it's the thing is when you're in especially like an execution-based role or, or even not, but it's very – if you find someone – I mean, this is a really tricky place to play, right, mm-hmm. like in this zone. Mm. Because if you're finding someone to replace yourself, which actually – I talked to someone one time and they were like – they basically were like, yeah, I just kind of, I'm moving on because I made myself redundant. Uh-huh. <laughs> like I literally hired someone who mm. can do my job. Mm. And I mean, that was on purpose. He had done that because he wanted to move on. But it's just an interesting, like that's a very confident yeah, place absolutely. to be. Absolutely. So it kind of, it, like for me, it sits very, like I would be, I would definitely feel some nerves. For sure. If I were to, to do that. Yeah. But, and also some people like solve all the problems that they need to solve. And then they're like, well, I'm out. That's true. Once you solve the problems, you've put the processes and systems in place mm. for your role. Why do you need to be there anymore? Mm. Now it's time for you to move on to another project. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Super interesting. I How ha- about you, Brit? So I had a, like, actually funny enough, very um, very on brand with our topic for today. Oh, boy. I was thinking, because, of course, you and I are no longer in salary negotiation mode. That's true, yeah. But we kind of are always because yeah. we're always pricing our work for clients yeah, exactly. and we're always going back and forth with those kind of things. And I had a couple of thoughts just around that, like because I had this one um, uh, company who reached out to me and, you know, it seemed like a good fit. And then when I, which is a huge mistake that I have now kind of corrected where I used to like not talk about money until I sent a proposal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the people are like, whoa, like I didn't, you know, expect yeah. it to be that. Or, or... Either you, they think like, oh wow, that's really expensive. I wasn't expecting it, or you've completely under, yeah, <laughs> underpriced and they yourself. They're like, okay, sure. great. When can you start? And you're like, shit, damn it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, it was just interesting. This guy came back to me on on my proposal and said like, hey, you know, um, we don't quite have this much in the budget. We've got about ha- like m- max half of what mm. you said. You know, would be like, can we do anything with this? And it was interesting. I took a couple days to like really think about it. Because they were really a cool company. Mm, And I was like, mm. that would be cool to work for them. And, like, it might be really fun and all this kind of stuff. But then the other thing about it is, like, I just sort of thought, but if they're not willing to commit Mm. this much money, which honestly, like, I'm not charging Yes, you're very reasonable. Super reasonable. Mm. So it's not like I was going crazy. But if they're not willing to commit to this amount, then it's clearly just not the right time for them to invest in what I'm offering. Yeah, and also maybe they don't fully believe in... The effectiveness yes. of what you're offering. Exactly. So it's like, um, yeah, I could dial it back and I could be like, oh, well, for that amount, we could do this. But I'm mm. like, but then it's just no longer my product, really, or no mm. longer going to have the right effects. Yeah. And I just feel like it's just not the right 
yeah, it's it's yeah. tough in that situation. So I just kind of said, I think we should wait until mm. you have the. I mean, like I've realized that we are both a, an actual steal, and we need mm-hmm. to like mm-hmm. adjust our pricing, but. Um, yeah, I mean, also, I really strongly believe that if you're going to have a very direct impact on revenue, yeah. like if you're able to help companies to make more money, then you should be charging quite a lot of money. That's totally. the way it works. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess when it comes to like negotiating salary and prices and stuff, I think there's um, already since we've started researching this topic, there's tons of things that I'm going to implement awesome. into the way that I awesome. operate. So yeah. I'm very excited about this episode. Nice. <laughs> um, before we jump in, I want to share an article with everyone. I'm going to put it in the show notes. I put it on uh, LinkedIn as well and people really liked it. So I thought it might be interesting for our audience to read. But basically it's a guy from, um, what's it called? Google X? Mm-hmm. X from Google. Um, and basically they're kind of like um, the innovate one of the innovation arms of the Google business, and this guy whose name is Astro Teller, yeah, that's a freaking great I've name. Heard of this guy, yeah. Um, he wrote an article called "Tips for Unleashing Radical Creativity," which is very cool. flipping great. Obviously, if you're a company like Google, you have a lot of funding to play with, so. I don't think anyone's going to be like, "Oh, cool! These this is a recipe for success." Like yeah. these people have. No pressure to actually turn any of these things into immediate profit makers. Um, so th- you obviously have to keep that in mind, which is re- liberating in a way. You're like, okay, well, this isn't this isn't the real world in a way. But um, they talk about uh, Astro talks about how you should stop thinking you should pr- can predict the future, taking a long view. Oops, what just happened? And then. <clears throat> I love the number three point, which was carve out space for creative and weird souls. And I think, have I wonder, Brittany, has this ever happened to you? Have you ever worked with someone who's got a lot of talent and like every time they come into a meeting, they have good ideas and they have an interesting perspective, but they don't actually fit into a, a prescribed role? Yes. Like I've worked with so many of these people. Yeah. Totally. And eventually they just leave the company because no one's making space for this kind of random role of smart, weird person. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I think more companies really have to figure out what that means, like how you can keep those smart, weird people and keep their ideas in the mix. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think especially in the tech space, have you noticed that everyone's like, ideas are cheap, they're everywhere. That, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, actually, sorry, but so many people have shit ideas. It's actually really, yeah, that's a really interesting thing. I have a very, I feel very... uh, um, Conflicted? Conflicted, that's Mm. the word I was looking for, um, when it comes to that. Because I do believe that execution is... Um, very, very important. important. Um, but I do agree that a lot of people or, or good, very few people have really good ideas. Mm. Um, so I think that that, that shouldn't be cheapened, um, as much as it maybe is in the tech space. Definitely. I totally agree with that. And I think it's coming from a space again, where you're working in Silicon Valley, you're working with Facebook or Google or whatever. Yeah. And sorry, my crutch was just vibrating again. Um, and you're working around really smart people and you forget that like, this is a, a small epicenter. It's a small microcosm of the larger world. Exactly. Anyway, so there was that. And then the, the next point that I loved was dream like a child, test like a grown up. Ooh, cute. I'm like, perfect phrasing, you know, like Love that. Just, 
Yeah, it's a, it's a really great article, so we'll cool. link that in the show we'll notes. We'll put that in the show notes. Um, two things. First of all, when Penny referred to her crotch vibrating, it was because her phone is on her lap. Just wanted Sorry. to, you know what I mean? Just wanted yeah. to touch base on that. And then Good the be second clear. thing, you want to be clear, mm-hmm. yeah. Sometimes we forget that you can't actually see us. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. we can see each other. Mm-hmm. It's a real funny thing, isn't it? Yeah. I yeah. always feel like people are with, like when I do like, yeah, I'm I like, do, like, I'm doing arms now. Yeah. <laughs> people can't hear, cannot hear your arms moving. Yeah. Um, but the second thing also, so, which mm. we're definitely going to put in the show notes, is um, uh, Penny has a new newsletter. And oh. <laughs> you should totally sign up for this newsletter because Penny's the kind of person that I don't even know where she finds the time in her day to do this kind of stuff, but she finds the best of the best online. She's like, an, she's like a curator of the best stuff across the internet. Thank you. That's very and nice. That's a really hard thing to do. Okay. Not a lot of people can do it. Thank um, you. So definitely sign up for her newsletter. It's Penny's Links. Penny's Links. Yeah. And uh, sign this, up for that bad this boy. one's already ready to go out, so I'll send out Woo. one today. I'll put the link in the show notes, yeah. Love it. And uh, re-finding the time. I don't have the time. It's a procrastination tool. <laughs> well, <laughs> might as well make it work for you. Yeah. Right? All right. We're talking salary, baby. Oh, yeah. We're talking about negotiating salary, getting a raise, figuring it out. Or not getting a raise. Or not getting a raise, but getting something. Mm. You know what I mean? So we're going to break this down for you guys into some, like, really tangible, quick tips that you can use today or tomorrow. And ongoing. And ongoing. Yes, Mm -hmm. that's actually really a big part of the strategy. Um, Basically starting by how to kind of prep for like a salary negotiation. Then we're going to get into basically how to kind of set yourself up. Mm -hmm. um, And then also how to actually conduct a salary. So when you're like in the room Mm. with the person who's going to decide whether you get your raise or not. Mm. And then basically the aftermath. So what if if the answer is yes, if the answer is no, how to proceed. So the first thing we're going to start with is the prep. And actually, I think this is something that people overlook in a big way. They're just like, I need a salary negotiation. I'm going to email my boss right now and not prepare at all and then go in completely blind and be upset when it doesn't work. Exactly. So the first thing is when you actually think that you are uh, performing at a higher level than you are being uh, uh, compensated for. Yes. I was going to say salaried. <laughs> I was going to say remunerated, but it was gonna, Oh, wow. Mm. That's a big word. Is that a word? Though? I like that. Um, basically, yeah, like just like Penny said, it's not about setting up a meeting or um, sending the email. It's actually about thinking about how to position yourself so that when you go into that room, it'll be much easier. Exactly. Right? This is like, okay, so I would think about it like a salary negotiation is a soup. There's the carrots, there's Mm -hmm. the celery, there's the stock, there's all these elements. Don't just put all of the elements in a bowl i.e. the meeting room with your boss at the same time and expect the soup to be good. You have to chop up all the carrots and garlic and everything and you need to put them in in the right order and then you make a soup. So true. (laughs) Spoken from a real soup expert, I'll tell you. How can make shit a, was that an analogy? You can you can make a gosh darn I love a delicious soup. soup. I'm big into soups these days. Hell yeah. So something you can do that is uh, going to kind of prepare... Uh, prepare you for the big negotiation, which actually we shouldn't call it the big negotiation. Like, let's not make it bigger than it needs <laughs> to be, right? <laughs> big mountain. Um, is 
keeping track of your achievements. So what are you in charge of? What are you responsible for? And what are the big things that have actually, um, you know, you've done well in the recent past? Yeah, because when you're talking about these, they need to come to mind really quickly. So often I recommend to write them down. Save them, like have a little, uh, you know, a note in Mm. your phone. Mm -hmm. Have an email folder where you keep track of like some big successes or whatever. Like, I don't know how, how, depending on your job, those will come in in different ways. Mm -hmm. But keep track of them and really like, like write them down. Yes. So that you're not just like, oh yeah, what have I actually achieved in the last Mm. year? Like, why am I asking for a raise? When when you have that as well, you'll have more confidence. Yes. And that's huge in this. You need Mm. to feel really good and that you actually deserve to progress. I think it's also really, it's a great thing to have an achievement based mindset so yeah. that you're not just going to work every day and doing what you need to do yes. to go home on time. Like sometimes it's like, what did I bring to the company this week? Yeah. Because it's not about it's not about achieving things. It's about making life easier for yourself. And if you have some easily accessible highlights and achievements that you can talk about at any time, that's going to make your life so much easier. And that's what we want for you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So start thinking about these kind of things when you think, you know, you're maybe a couple months away from having this conversation. So the next step is figuring out if you're kind of in an environment where a lot of people are performing at the same level and you need to differentiate somehow. Um, the next step is to figure out how you can kind of get on to more strategic projects. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't work in a project-based environment, we'll talk about that next. But the the strategic projects thing is um, very important. Basically, it's, it's almost like getting closer to the money, closer to the high-profile projects, high, closer to the bigger clients and getting them more juicy experience. Like, and not only are you getting this experience and... Um you know, basically putting yourself in the position of being more valuable, but you're also just sort of making it harder for them to say no. Yes. You know what I mean? Like if you're involved in really high stakes projects and you're doing a great job, Mm. there's not really much they can say if you ask for a raise. Exactly. And also the final thing, the benefit of that stuff, um, working on strategic projects, is that you'll be working with like the the top performance in your organization. So you'll be learning a lot. So worst case scenario, if you don't get the promotion or the raise, don't worry about it because you'll be learning so much. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the most important thing. Totally. So, I mean, like there was this article that we, we have in the show notes that um, uh, we both read and we actually mm. shared on the on the Happy Hour Career Talk Facebook page. The Facebook um, group. Is, uh, uh, there was this quote, now, now I can't remember it, but it's like something about how, um, you know, your the, the salary, pay, your salary pays your bills. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't like that's not your career like yeah, your salary exactly. has nothing to do with your career your yeah. salary pays your bills Love and that. yes of course you want to be paid with for what you're worth mm-hmm. you want to be paid what you're worth but keep in mind that actually if you're getting involved in these more strategic projects and high stakes things mm-hmm. this is huge for your career and yeah. means that you'll be making more money down the line exactly and and these are actually things that if there aren't sort of uh privacy uh, client restrictions, you can put them on your resume. Totally. You can be like, I did the Nike marketing execution or mm-hmm. I did this or I did that. So it's super important to be in the proximity of these things. So yeah. the first step is very important. You should never expect to join these projects. Projects with high visibility 
and a lot of prestige are hard to get involved with. Yeah. They're not for everyone. So if you you kind of suck at your job, don't even think about it. There's a few <laughs> there's a few things that you need to yeah. fix first. Yeah. Um, you have to prove yourself and you have to objectively be able to think about why would I be involved with this project? Right. Because at work, no one's there to do you a favor. Yeah. They're there to get results. Yeah. So no one's going to just give it to you because you're a nice person. Don't ever be entitled to that. That's Especially if you're a important. junior. Like you yeah. should go in with like that mindset of like, how can I help the most on this project? Yeah. How can I contribute? Yeah. How can I make the team's life better? Um yeah, so I mean, my the way that I would approach this is to use a lot of empathy. So think about the reasons that the project lead would want you on this project or client and make them real. So um, <clears throat> you might notice that they don't have anyone who has a certain type of skill. So how can you provide that skill in a very tangible and actionable way? Mm-hmm. Um you might need a certain type of experience. And in that case, it's like, make sure that they're able to see that really clearly. Um, the other thing is like, once you're getting onto one project, it means you're not on another. So um, make sure that you've kind of like aligned politically, I guess. So they might be, your current manager might be like, no, I can't spare you for six months. Like you need to be working on your business as usual stuff. So you need to be able to make a case to them to be like, okay, so here's how I'm going to fit it all in. Monday morning, Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, I'll be doing this, this and that, and I'll work overtime, I'll do this or that, just to sort of like show them that you actually have a plan for how it can work. Because when people approach you and they're like, oh, I want to take on this extra work, you're like, okay, cool. So does that mean your current work is going to suffer? Um, Suffer? 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 Is it going to suffer? Oh, so embarrassing. But yeah, that's kind of, um, that's my vibe. Yeah, <laughs> I totally, I totally agree. I think that it's, uh, it's something also you can bring up if, if you are asking to be put on these strategic projects and you have a really good case for it and you still get, you know, denied or they say, no, you know, I think that's not, you know, you're not quite there yet. Yeah. Um, I would well, maybe definitely... they've already picked their team. Like, exactly. It, it could be a number of reasons. Yeah. But I would definitely encourage you to ask sort of, you know, how, what you, what you need to do to, in mm. order to be put on these more, you know, like what are the steps forward in order that, that I can actually be put on these, these projects. Mm. Um, that just shows that you have initiative yeah. and that you're you're excited and that you're willing to do the work and your manager should really appreciate that. It's a great sign. Yeah. And I would phrase it like, Hey, um, Brittany. So let's pretend Brittany's my manager. Um, the way I wouldn't do it is this, I want to be on these projects. Um, can you help me? Mm-hmm. No, don't do that. That's so entitled and annoying. Mm-hmm. If someone said that to me, I'd deliberately ruin their careers. <laughs> Penny! <laughs> I'm joking. I definitely <laughs> wouldn't do that, but I am vindictive. Um, <laughs> um, but the way that I would approach it is like, hey, Brittany, um, I've seen that like some of the people in our organization are working on these types of projects. Those projects interest me because... A, B, C. Mm-hmm. List some really good reasons. Like I'm super inter- interested in the insurance space. Yeah. Um, and I've come from that background and I really like the, the kind of um, vision that the team lead has. Yeah. And I'm wondering if you can give me any advice on how you think I should approach trying to like maybe get on one of these projects. I'd love the experience. I'd yeah. really appreciate it. And so what you're showing there is like you've thought about a good place for you in the organization. 
Um, and you now like have a little plan for how to get there. And you're being humble. Humble. Just be humble. Humble. What, what's the song? It's like, go ahead, be humble. Oh my God, you should see How Britney does it go right again? Now. It's like, she's doing the rap humble. hands. <laughs> I've got the rap hands out. Oh, bless you. Be humble. Oh, Isn't that a rap song? Don't ever do that again. <laughs> Oh, I don't know what blonde, this song. Skins too. All right, yeah. good. Um, what about a non-project uh, based environment? So basically, if you are fine, like if you're in some kind of a business where you're not on projects, or maybe you're not even client facing, what you need to think about there in mm-hmm. terms of being in a more kind of higher level or strategic uh, bracket bracket mm-hmm. that's good um, is think about how you can either one save the company money. Mm-hmm. Or two, make the company more money. Exactly. Those are the things. I mean, it sounds cold and a little bit harsh, but that is what a business is out to do. It's Mm -hmm. about to make money. Mm -hmm. Um, It's there to make money. So make sure that you keep that in mind. Um, I thought about, when I was looking at this one, I thought about my friend who's a fashion designer. Um, And so she really, you know, she works in small teams. It's not like there's a client, yada, Mm -hmm. yada. But um, I was like, is there a way for her to spend some time like contacting 10 suppliers of one fabric and finding a better deal? Um, Because honestly, like you might save the company, you know, a couple of thousand bucks a year, but it's that effort, you know, that makes them feel like, oh, wow, she really, she has initiative. She put herself out there and... Um, she saved us a couple of grand. So think about ways that you can take on new um, facets to your role mm-hmm. or expand your role a little bit. Maybe you want to start running, like maybe this is important for, you know, community for your business or something. Maybe it's important that you guys run events or you mm. think that could be something really cool. Maybe that's something that you could take on. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you, uh, you know, you think that you could really do a, um, some cool research on um, some new ways that you guys could reach out to clients or customers. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, think about ways that you could benefit the company, and mm-hmm. it might not be monetarily, yeah. um, but it could be just as valuable. Yeah, yeah. But avoid things that would be classified as help. So right. things like, Ugh, like unpacking the dishwasher <laughs> or organizing oh. a Christmas party, like anything that... Uh, that's such a good point. Those kind of like female things that's that you such do. A good point. You're like, oh, I'll, because I've had bosses that'll be like, oh, yeah, we totally notice when you make all that extra effort. I'm like, no, you don't. No, I'm sorry. Like, don't. this is not affecting the bottom line at all. So yeah. it's like, uh, so no one cares. Yeah. It's yeah. sad, but it is true, actually. It's 100% true. Yeah. Yeah. And not your problem. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So now let's go into the, uh, the war. Zone. Yeah. <gasps> so you're actually in the pro- like you've set up the yeah. meeting. You're sitting across from the decision maker. Yeah. And you're negotiating. You're doing the salary negotiation. Yeah. So the first step is to very much focus on the facts. So don't yeah. start talking about um, things that are subjective, like how you feel that you've done in your role, or yes, um, avoid or things you've like heard that your colleague is making more money than you. Oh, like, God, yeah. don't go there. That's the worst. So I like when you said I feel it reminded me of like. Like, avoid terms like that. I feel, I believe, I think. Like that, those should be at the door. You shouldn't be talking like that at all mm-hmm. in a mm-hmm. salary negotiation. And also, of course, I just feel like this needs to be because I've actually been in, involved in these kinds of negotiations, and I'm surprised how often people bring the, a personal side to it yeah where they're like well I'm thinking about starting a family or oh I want a bigger apartment or I want to like it's like 
that's none of that is completely beside the point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It doesn't exactly. matter at all. Mm. So just keep those things in mind. Yeah. So um, in the article that we're going to link in the show notes, um, it recommends that we sh- that you should go in with three numbers in mind, and that's an idea that we really support, Brittany mm-hmm. and I. So, But then they say that uh, you should ask your first request in terms of numbers, um, in terms of like which salary you want, should be 35% above your actual target. <laughs> That um, seems so outrageous. That seems really outrageous to me. And it that's also, really like, maybe that's an American thing, but, like, where I've come from, that would be, like, people would laugh in your face and they'd be like, what the hell? What are you She's trying smoking to do here? crap. Yeah. Like, that's outrageous. I, I agree. Like, I think that that would be really crazy mm. to ask for. Thir- because already you're probably going to be aiming for about 10% more. Yeah. That's like I. I feel that's like reasonable. that's a reasonable. That's what you ask. want to actually achieve. Yeah. yeah. So you're achieved. You're trying to ask for ten percent, but then if you want to, you add thirty five percent. So then you're asking for basically like half a hundred and fifty percent of what of you're currently salary. making. Yeah. That's it's insanity. Too much. Yeah. So we would recommend thirty yeah. percent above your actual current salary. Yes. And then you should also have the so what we're saying with the numbers is like if you're on fifty thousand oh shit now I'm gonna have to do math <laughs> we so can do if this. you're on fifty thousand what's thirty percent of fifty thousand so it's like fifteen uh, fifteen yeah that sounds oh, good uh, like a bit more than fifteen okay let's yeah. just say fifteen so mm-hmm. then you're asking for sixty five yeah twenty percent twenty percent. Let's do a hundred. Yes, let's do a hundred. Okay, let's start again. <laughs> so a hundred thirty percent of a hundred is one hundred and thirty. Yeah. So you're gonna come out in the negotiation and ask for one hundred and thirty thousand. Yeah. Then you're in your head. You're gonna know that twenty percent is one hundred and twenty thousand. Yeah. And ten percent is one hundred and ten thousand. Yeah. So you should have those numbers like very much at the recall, like at the front of your mind. Yeah. So and you're that, happy to like what you're happy. F- with is the 110 and you yeah. have that in your brain mm-hmm. so you're kind of being flexible but you have to start higher because or else they will never. get you down they will and remember that like especially in large organizations if you're dealing with an HR manager or a professional manager who's had management training they have been trained mm-hmm. to make sure that you don't get as much as you want yeah so they have the upper hand here you just have to like know that yeah. off the bat yeah um, and don't feel bad if you're like being like really uh, not manipulated, but if you know that they they've got the upper hand, then it can be really emotionally hard. That's so true, and actually, that just reminds me. I have a friend who um, just sort of like basically. Um, uh, her manager came to her and said, like, uh, like just sort of offhand, like at the end of a meeting, was like, "Oh yeah, um, I know that you were interested in like, um, you know, bumping up your salary, and what we've decided is to bump it up to this." And sort of like in an offhand, passive, yes. you know, comment, yep, and it's yep, like, yep. that is so not okay. So, so and it's a ta- it's a tactic. It's a tactic. It's a tactic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a specific. So. Keep in mind that if someone comes at you with that, they're just trying to get you to be like, oh, yeah, Accept great. It. Okay, yeah. fine. They're trying to stop the conversation. But exactly. that doesn't mean it has to stop. Exactly. That doesn't mean that you can say, you can't say to them in that moment. Actually, Or no. even after the fact. If you, you know, mm. if you felt, if you were scrambled and you were really caught off guard, mm-hmm. because that's exactly what they're trying to do is yeah. catch you off guard. Yeah. 
um, you can come back and say like, hey, I, you know, you mentioned up, um, about this race. I'd actually like to sit down with you and just sort of talk through those details mm. a little bit. Exactly. And yeah. you are totally entitled to you do that. You are. It's totally normal to ask for a raise and to have a salary negotiation. Mm. It's normal and it should happen. So yep. don't feel like you're being... Um, you know, selfish or greedy. Or greedy. Yeah. Unless you are actually being selfish and right. greedy. Yeah. Another great tip that we picked up was that if you're getting pushback and you're um, basically like not hearing what you want to hear, mm-hmm. um, try and ask open-ended questions and definitely avoid the word why. Yes. Because why is very accusatory. It puts people in a defensive position. So saying yeah. things like, um, I'm just checking in. What's holding? I would love to know what's holding you back in terms yeah. of like, is there anything I can help with? Because I am here to help you make a case for this. Yeah. Um, what's prevent? Like basically, like I mean, it's totally fine to say like, what's preventing you from raising my salary? Exactly. You know? Like that's yeah. a totally normal and and non accusatory mm. um, question to ask. Yeah. yeah and, you, and understand that, like, in a lot of organisations, managers have to go to people above them yes. in order to um, raise the salary of their team. They have strict budgets. They yeah. have strict timelines. They might have plans to hire someone else to do a different role. Like, it's very complicated for them. So be empathetic with that. Totally. So then after you've kind of um, had the negotiation, most likely your manager is probably going to say, okay, well, I need to take this back to my superiors and kind of get the the ball rolling Mm -hmm. or like check in if this is possible. Um, So then you would basically step away and follow up with them Mm -hmm. after about a week. Yeah. That's a totally reasonable amount of time to give them one week. Definitely. Definitely. You know, I realized we totally forgot to talk about something. What is it? Leveraging another job offer. Ooh, well, we can talk about that right now. Shall we? Okay, yes. great. Yeah, we I can just leave all perfectly. that in kit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the other thing that you can do, and we've obviously kind of like we're taking a little left track here. Yeah. Um, if you feel like there hasn't been a lot of progress when you've asked in the past for uh, a pay rise, mm-hmm. um, you can also leverage a job offer from another company. So this has worked very well for me in the past. Interesting. I... I didn't do it on purpose actually, but when I was working at one particular company, I was on seventy thousand mm-hmm. uh, dollars Australian dollars, and um, I think I got a pay rise to like seventy seven or something. Mm-hmm. And that was a really funny pro- process because I'd literally smashed my KPIs, like right. I'd blown them out of the park. I'd won competitions globally, like there was no doubt that. Um, I was doing really well. And so my boss was like, okay, well, we don't normally do this. It's outside of the pay cycle, but we're giving you a 10% pay rise. And I was like, great. That's, that's really awesome. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much. And then a few weeks later, I got approached by another company and they were like, we'll pay you 95,000 to come and work for us. And I was like, well, obviously I'm going to take that. That sounds great. Yeah. Um, and uh, I took it to my manager and I was like, I'm sorry, I have to resign. And this is a wrong way to do it, by the way. Right. I have to resign. I've been given this crazy job offer. And he was like, oh, well, we'll match it. And I was like, what? <laughs> you had to, you fought for three weeks to get me 10%. And now you're telling me you can give me 95? Like, yeah. that's way more than 10%. Crazy. Like, it was really crazy. So how you want to approach leveraging uh, another job offer is uh, subtly go out, do a couple of interviews, try and get another job offer Get, make sure that you're fighting for a really good salary and then get the offer written down on paper. Um, and then you take it to your boss and you say, 
listen, like I, um, I love working here, but I've been approached by this other company. Um, and they've obviously like, this is a financial offer that's really hard for me to refuse. Uh, if there's anything you can do, I would love to stay here with the team. I think I've got a lot of, uh, things that I'd like to achieve here. Yeah. And then they'll either match it or they'll help you move to another team where you might have access to more salary. Um, there's a lot of things they can do in that scenario. Um, I feel like that's like, cause to me, when I hear that story <clears throat> and that advice of like potentially going out and finding, it's like, that's a shit ton of, of work. work. Yeah, of course. Um, so yeah. I feel like that's more, um, in tune for someone who is in a little bit of a higher Okay. position yeah, in, their, in their career. Like, that's I don't true. think that's like a junior. Okay. Sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just saying that mm. to me hearing that I'm like, oh, that's something that I feel like it would be something where you're, you, you might even be at a place in your career where you have really great contacts and you have a good network and you could kind of like easily sort of make get a new, happen. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like kind of like fiddle your way into a new job offer. Yeah. Um, fiddle your way into <laughs> Oh, for gosh, for crying out I, fiddle does not mean the same thing as I think it might mean to you. Oh, Lord. Oh, shiza. Okay, take us through the nose. All right, so let's say you're in this uh, negotiation and your manager just is a blatant no, Mm -hmm. right? They're Mm -hmm. a solid no. So what you're going to do there is um, basically think about what you can, like, so like we said before, the questions are open-ended. So you should be asking open-ended questions like, um, what can I do? What steps can I take mm-hmm. to get myself to a place where it might be more feasible to, you know, yes. negotiate a better exactly. salary? Yeah. Um, you know, like what kinds of, yeah. And, and literally and ask for advice, advice in that way. Yeah. Yes. Ask for advice. And then if you feel like, if you truly feel like you deserve something and you, you know, you've really proven that and you've shown them and, but they, let's say they just don't have the budget right now. Mm-hmm. There's been budget cuts. Maybe they're and even like, happen. it happens. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're even like laying people off. You mm-hmm. don't want to be too pushy with the salary uh, the salary negotiation. But what you also can do, and we've said this in past episodes, is ask for something else yes. other than money. A hundred percent. And by the way, friggin' money is like, is really, I mean, once you have a baseline of, of a good salary, mm. money is so not everything. It, ask yeah. for more vacation. Ask for flexible working hours. Yeah, ask you might want to work from home. Working from home days. Yeah. You might get a, you might be like, I really want to go on this, uh, training thing that lasts a week or a conference or like some way to develop your life and your career, they'll be happy to give that to you because HR budgets are often very different to actual um, salary budgets. Right. Yeah. Training. Mm. Exactly. So yeah, just think about that. Like what would actually benefit you? What would make your life, career, you know, whatever, better. Mm-hmm. And ask for those things. And don't be don't be afraid of asking for those if, if the money is really a, a hard no. Yeah. And they'll and especially if you're doing a good job and they're looking at you and wishing that they could give you that yes. money, they will definitely say to you, of course you can work from home one day a week. That's no problem. Totally. You can definitely feel that. I love this second point. Sorry, we've just missed oh, one point. Oh, shut up. Um, so if you get a no and you've um, maybe negotiated some training or some Mm. holiday or whatever, um, the next step is to make sure there are next steps. Yes. So then you say, okay, look, Brittany, I totally understand that um, it seems like there's just no way this is going to happen at this point. Could you tell me like um, when I can expect to 
be able to bring this conversation up again in a yes. realistic way. Yeah, what will need to happen? Like, it, it's not necessarily going to be like, oh, in six months' time. It's going to probably be like once you've, Once you know, the hiring freeze is over or yeah. once you've brought in another account. Exactly. Or, um, and just, like, appeal to their sense of humanity and, like, helping you out in getting to the next step. Because um, while they can't promise you, they can't say, if you do this, then you will get that, mm-hmm. um, they'll want to support you and make sure that you're kind of um, working in the right direction instead yeah. of feeling confused and lost about the whole thing. Totally. I think the most important thing is, like, go in there as, like, a human person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Be a reasonable, nice helpful, um, you know, like have that mentality and not the mentality of I deserve this. Yeah. And if I don't walk out of this room with it, like that is not the way you're going to get a salary exactly. increase. And I was talking to a um, one of my career coaching clients the other day um, and he was saying like there's a hiring freeze. He works in a pretty big organization. There's just no way he's going to get any more than a certain amount of extra money, but he performs really well. So he asked his manager to essentially help him to transfer to another team. So from account management to sales in order to have more access to, because obviously sales, you get much more money. It's yeah. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, and so like the manager's support is supporting him currently in like this process of getting into a position where he does have access to more totally. more money, <laughs> more money. salary. <laughs> I hate saying more money. Give me the money. Yeah. Okay, before we go into this musical break where Penny and I will do a little dance, so you can imagine that. Exactly. We are going to give some tips in the little exit. What is the end of our podcast Outro. The outro. In the outro, we're going to give you some cool tips from an awesome book called Never Split the Difference that's all about negotiation tactics. Yeah, and it's an FBI negotiator. Ooh, we oh, freaking love that. Love that. Let's just run through a few of the highlighted best tips from Chris something rather, mm-hmm. who wrote the book Never Split the Difference. Um, and this, we have a really great article that kind of is like a great little synopsis, and that's in our show notes. The first tip, which I think is just so fitting, is he says this, there's more to it, there's more to a salary negotiation than having a compelling argument. So mm-hmm. remember that that's important to have a good, you know, some good reasoning, but getting a raise also hinges on approaching the conversation with the right mindset. So turning objections into insights and also navigating the nitty-gritty haggling with grace which I many words (laughs) honestly though but this is such a good point because I've been in salary negotiations before when I'm negotiating for myself and I'm angry yeah because I'm like no I deserve way more than this there's Mm. so much that I'm putting into it and it is the wrong way yeah to go about it Mm -hmm. and I and I I didn't really get anywhere in that salary negotiation Mm -hmm. you know because of that because I was angry and bitter and a bit like I was pissed off. I think also in your case, and I'm sure this applies to other people, you didn't know how to express your value. Right. Yes. Um, 100%. Yeah. I mean, like there was, and I think it comes back to that thing I was talking about earlier, like these people with talent that's kind of like ephemeral in a way. It's like, I don't know what this is. It's just there and it's something intangible. So yeah, yeah, that can be very frustrating. Totally. Mm. Okay. The next one. Um, is uh, Chris Voss advises you to 
recast yourself. So the question isn't how you can get more money, but how you can be involved in strategic projects that are critical to the company's future. So getting yourself closer to uh, the teams that are working really well, the projects that are important. Um, I think, especially for women, a really difficult thing is that a lot of us work in like HR and, you know, like the roles that aren't critical to revenue. And it can be really hard to justify your your position and your value sometimes. So So true. I'm not saying don't work in HR, but like what are the ways that you can make that a bankable asset for the team? Exactly. Or for the company. The other thing that we talked about earlier in the episode is about not asking why. So Mm -hmm. this is something that he talks a lot about. So opening up the conversation, so using open-ended questions mm-hmm. where you're act, where you're literally asking like what's preventing me from um getting a salary uh, r- uh salary raise <laughs> rise salary yeah. rise yeah. Oh, uh-huh. leave that in that was great um <laughs> or like what what's causing you to have apprehension about mm-hmm. giving me a salary increase like just open-ended questions and not this is again goes back to the you know approaching it with the right mindset just not ever accusing yeah that's so great. Um, so as a result of this uh, book that we both read called Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss, we've decided that we're going to bring, bring an element of true crime to the podcast. Yes. Um, and this is a shout out to a guy called Daniel that I met the other day who said to me, that's right, Penny, crime is feminism, hashtag girl boss. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> we were talking about killing people because we hated them so much. Yeah. Um, There's- so. What's your true crime story, Brittany? Um, oh, my true crime story? Yeah. Are you, you're talking about the one that I think yeah. you're talking about. We're going to bring careers and true crime together in a way that you never imagined. So a couple of things. First of all, um, there's this joke that I, that a stand-up comedian made, and I don't know the person's name. I'm really sorry. Um, but I saw it somewhere, and she was like, basically her whole mantra was like, she was like, women don't. Um, she's like, we don't watch true crime shows. We study them. Oh, right? yeah. She's oh, like, yeah. We're tr- always trying to figure out how not to get murdered. You know what I mean? So 100%. we're like trying to figure Like hilarious. It was really great and very poignant. Yes. But actually what happened the other week, which is a really sad story. Um, it's actually really sad. It is sad, yeah. Um, someone, well, yeah, um, a woman, a woman's body was found literally on my street. Brittany saw a dead body. I saw it, but I didn't find it. That makes it sound like you I saw found it. You drove it. past. It I drove past the scene, like mm. when the cops were already there and everything. Um, it was really awful and scary. And I thought I lived in a safe neighborhood. Yes, you know. Yes, that's why it was a little bit scary. Okay, um, so here are my top three tips for not getting. Oh, love this. Are you ready? Top tips. So first of all, um, when an attacker comes at you, you should go at them. You should apparently, you should kind of crouch down and charge at their midsection because that destabilizes them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just picturing you charging at a guy. Wouldn't that be so cute? He would just stab me in the back. This is what I've heard, okay? This is, okay, so you you actually go at them Mm -hmm. because they could outrun you, but maybe you can like, and go for that. I think it's like go for the midsection, but maybe even the legs, you know, like just. Yeah, attack. Don't try and retreat. Also, I've heard you go for um, the The neck. The throat. Instead yeah. of the balls. Always 100%. go for the throat. hundred yeah. percent. Because, yeah, because that it's really, easier, like, knocks it out of them. So you use the palm target. of your, like, what do you call this? The wrist. knuckle of your wrist. Yeah, the palm and of your wrist. Yeah. jab them right in the yeah. throat. And then you run away. Also, um, the other thing is if you can, like, pretend like you're going along with it, be like, oh, yeah, okay, great. Oh, and, like, yeah. get them comfortable 
then sometimes then you can escape. You know what I mean? Interesting. Yeah, I listen to a lot of true crime. (laughs) And honestly, like when I hear a survivor story, I'm in my house and I'm like, yes, queen! And I get like shivers all over me. I get like goosebumps. I get so, like nothing motivates me in life like a survivor story. I mean, any kind of like survivor story is always the best. Especially women. Yeah. When they're like, they chopped off her arm and then they threw her in a ditch and then she clambered up. That's happened, by the way. Jesus Christ, Penny. Sorry. We will also link Penny's, one of Penny's favorite podcasts. Again. Yet again. We've done it so many times. Yeah. Uh, My favorite murder, it's called. (laughs) Okay. We love you guys. If you haven't already rated our show or reviewed it or whatever, that would be so awesome if you did that. Although apparently it's not working. Right. Yeah, anyway. (laughs) But try. Um, Love to our wonderful podcast producer, Kit, because he's wonderful. And he's, you know, we we, actually, the reason we're recording on Monday is because, well, (laughs) we just couldn't get to it before now. I'll tell you. We was lazy. We was being lazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, that's all. (laughs) What's our sign off again? Oh, uh, don't be an asshole. No. (laughs) Okay. It was like, enjoy a week at work and don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. That's it. 